Good morning and welcome to episode 81 of Martin Uncut. Today it's April the 28th, 2021 and today's episode is How I Read a Book Today. I am a reading person and I always read. And sometimes I read more and sometimes less. Uh, Sometimes I read books, sometimes I read articles and sometimes I don't read at all. But usually I, I read, have something that is ongoing in my reading pile. And today I will probably receive a book called How to Read a Book by Mortimer J. Adler. I will, of course, add a link in the show notes to the book. In today's episode, I want to talk a little bit about how I do my reading today. And maybe in a few weeks we can talk about any potential changes I will do to that process due to this book. I have a list of books that I want to read. And it can be both fiction and fact-based books, of course. Uh, But when I want to read something, I usually review this list. But sometimes I go to the library and just browse the shelves. And I mean, I like that because that can give me an insight to new authors or new topics that I would probably otherwise not see or not gravitate towards. It's something when you get that book in the hand and you can can look quickly on the backside or read a short paragraph in in a chapter that kind of intrigues me and can get me to actually pick a book up that is totally unexpected. And sometimes I just get a book that someone tells me that you need to read this book and then I will take that book and just read it and it will bypass my, my lists. So my book list I have in Obsidian and it may not be what you call a traditional list. It is essentially a group of notes with a tag to read. I had um, I headlined the, the note with the title of the book but I also store other things inside this no- note like the author, the language, the URL, ISB, ISBN number and I also add on tags. And these helps me to prioritize uh, which books I want to read when I'm about to read something or about to buy something. And I usually order books, a couple of books at a time, mainly to save on uh, freight, so I don't get a lot of small packages. Maybe I get a little bit bigger packages with more books in. It saves a little bit of money, and maybe it also saves a little bit on the environment. And this note that I have... This will eventually become the literature note um, as I read the book and process the book. Most of the books I have, they are physical books. But I do read e-books, both with my Kindle and my Remarkable 2. And sometimes also on my iPad. But I definitely prefer physical books. Uh, There is something when you interact with a physical book that is very different compared to an e-book. You can browse through the whole book. You can speed browse in it, and you can can do things with a physical book that you cannot do with an ebook. Of course, you can do things with an ebook that you cannot do <clears throat> with a physical book, like search, for example. But that is a, a feature that I don't really use or feel the need to use. But sometimes, especially when traveling, 
uh, it's really heavy to like lug, lug around a big bag with uh, full with books, and then it's a lot easier to just have your your e-reader with you because that doesn't weigh anything, right? So you can have a hundred books on that e-reader if you want to. And the hundred books on the e-reader is a topic by itself. Um, I maybe don't prefer to have that much choice around because then I can get into this decision paralysis mode. I don't know what to take. I have all of this in front of my hands. What book should I start to read? That is also why I just read uh, or buy two, three books at a time and not 10 books or 50 books because then I, okay, which one should I start to read? So I I try to limit it down and, and the amount of the available options I it's good if I keep that to um, to a smaller amount. When I've chosen a book, I usually start to read or look at the covers of the book. And I read the, the backside. It's called the back matter or something like that. The, the text on the back of the book. And that is a really selling text. Usually they won't try to sell the book using that text. But I, it's a first impression. Or actually usually a second impression because I already bought the book. And then I continue inside and I read the table of contents and I try to get a feeling for the structure of the book. And what can I understand from the journey or what is the journey that the author wants to take me on or take me through? And because I, I need to see this structure in front of me because it makes my reading easier later on. And when I've got a pretty good feeling of, of the table of contents and how the book is structured, I usually quite quickly browse through the whole book uh, from end to end and I read the title of all the chapters and I read all the headlines inside the chapters and again this is just to get a better understanding of how the book is structured and what I am about to expect when I read the book and as the final preparation I, I always read the dedication and the introduction uh, to, and usually here I, I try to understand why did the author write this book? What is the purpose of the book? And what is he trying to convey to me? And when I've gotten all of that, and at any time when I'm doing this preparation, I can at any time say, no, this book is not for me, or this book is not for me right now. So I'm really happy just to put it back on the shelf. And then I consider that 15 minutes well spent. If I don't, if I decide to not read the book, I usually write a few notes in my book note in Obsidian about why I didn't choose it. And just to be honest, I quite often come back to books that I initially rejected because my view on it can change. But some books, they just go away permanently because, no, this was not what I expected when I bought the book. So then I sell it or give it away to someone. But if I at this time decide that the book um, uh, is good and I want to read it, I usually jump in to read it. And then I usually read the whole book. I very seldom stop reading a book in the middle. I go usually go through it. It's not a rule or something that I force myself to do. It's just usually how it is. And then I read the book from cover to cover. And while I'm doing that, I take notes on what I read. And I'm very careful to not copy text or quotes from the book, but I write everything that uh, about everything I read as an explanation to myself, to my future self. So what would I need to know if I want to know about this book or this paragraph or, or, or page 
in three months, a year, two years. So I try to explain it for me. It's also really good because then I learn more about what's in the book. And these notes I usually take in a notebook. Um, and that can be a paper notebook or my Remarkable too. But uh, very rarely I take notes straight into the notebook, um, the, the book note that I had. But it happens. I mean, there is no right or wrong here. The, the important thing is that I actually get the comments or my, my thoughts to paper because that's the process of learning. Uh, but in the end, these all these notes I have, they should go into the book note. So if I write, write them on paper or on my Remarkable, I will need to transcribe them. Usually it's not a big word, but it's also a part of, of the process that I have to complete the book. And when I read, I read with the purpose to understand and to learn, um, and not just to crank through the book and get a few chips here and there. I, I really try to digest what the author wrote in there. And I do that usually in chunks of around 30 minutes. Um, but sometimes if I read in the morning, I can read a lot more, since the, that is the time of the day when my mind is really clear and definitely not sleepy. And I never read if I'm tired, since that makes it super, super hard for me to comprehend what I read. And then it's just a waste of time. So I need to be awake and alert when I read. When I completed the whole book, when I read the whole book, uh, I make sure I have all my literature notes uh, moved into the book note. And then I will go through all of those notes and start to write a summary also in the book note about the book. I outline the important concepts and the topics that was discussed in the book. And this is so that I can quickly get an overview of the book when I come back to this note in the future. And if I read the, f- the summary and I want more information, I cannot then just go down to the, to the notes I took because they're also in the book note but further down and they all have references to a page number. So I can fairly quickly go and find the actual page where something or the idea came from. But during this process, I also capture ideas and concepts that goes into my settled custom system and as permanent notes. And this is the, the part that is pretty new to my flow because I just started to work with settled custom. Um, but it's, it's a really important part since it will actually tie this new knowledge into knowledge that I had before. So I can build kind of this tree structure or this graph of knowledge. I never used the graph view in Obsidian, but it's kind of how I see that my brain works and the knowledge sticks together. It's all it's linked together. And this is how I actually do that in my note-taking app. Again, here it's really, really important that my own words and my own thoughts are based on what I read. Um, so I'd never go and take... Um, text and copy and paste things from the book it's always my own words and my own thoughts about what i read Um, but it doesn't have to be unique ideas that is only from my head but it should be something that has been processed and thought through by me that is the most important thing here because if i haven't done that when i come back to the note in two weeks time i will not get it anymore And this note, the permanent note, should also be written in a way so it's atomic. I don't need to have the other things to actually understand the content. Um, And I usually link this permanent note back to the book note so I can know where this idea originated or what's the source of this idea. And 
that means that when I do this, I need to look and see if there is other nodes that is similar or, or related because then I link them together so I can can get this. So that's a process to to get that new knowledge into my system. And it may sound like a lot of work, but it's really not. And it's really important because you're actually actively working with the with the learning you did. And that is as a way actually to make it be more permanent in your brain actually so it's it's a good um, good thing to do even if it takes a little bit of time i have not in the past written any real book reviews on the book that i have read but i plan to maybe start doing that because based on the things i have in my book note that is a really good foundation for actually writing a book review or a book summary and it's not a promise or any type of commitment, but I haven't been writing anything for a really long time, especially if you look into my blog. I think I wrote one blog post last year and nothing this year, um, and I really miss doing that. So I will actually potentially start writing a little bit of book reviews to put up to my blog. And currently I'm reading Daniel Pink's Drive, and that is a book about motivation. And I will probably talk a little bit more about that book in a couple of days when I have completed it. But that could be a first uh, candidate for a book review to the blog. This was all I had for you today. I look forward to talk to you tomorrow again. Have a good day. See you tomorrow. Ciao, ciao. Martin Uncut, your daily technology dose.